I'm Lemon Font. And you're listening to Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. And today we have Lemon Font as a guest. Hi there. How's it going, everybody? Uh, Lemon, do you want to tell people who you are if there's somehow people don't know you that are actually listening to this? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is uh, Lemon Font. Uh, I am a not safe work artist. I've been in the game since 2011, making this my 10 years now. And I created a webcomic called Shapeshifter. And yeah, it seemed to have gotten uh, a fair bit of notoriety. I would say so. There is a good chance that this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for Shapeshifter. Oh, really? Um, You're too kind. Yeah, I'm, well, the thing is, is I was heavily influenced by two erotic works and that was shapeshifter and alice in sexland like if it wasn't for those two i probably wouldn't have known about how like erotic art could be very like plot and story and have so much creativity and just interesting things going on Mm -hmm. and so when this podcast conception was kind of coming about I, I was already more interested in hentai and different things, but it all started from those. So um, it's just very fitting that you're here to wrap up our anniversary <laughs> month of, of two years. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just feel old now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're all old. Yeah. It's OK. This will be a pretty interesting episode because today the comic I've brought is Nickels and Change. Oh, wow. By Lemon Foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'd like to ask this question, though, of all guests, which you've, you've kind of touched on. But what's your relationship to, to hentai and erotic comics? Oh, God. Wow. Um, when did I first discover hentai? I'd say um, somewhere back in 2007, I want to say. When uh, I bought this uh, big book on manga, it tells you about like the different types of manga. Like you might uh, know about Dragon Ball, Joseph's Art Adventure, and such. But then also more esoteric stuff. It was pretty. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it like complete, as in like it covered a lot of like hentai and stuff. So that's where I first got introduced to that sort of thing. Is it that big red book? It is. Yeah, uh, I've read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember just casually flicking through it, and then. You get to that one page by the artist Henmaro Machino. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just a girl with a huge dong flopping out. And then <laughs> that's when I was in the game. <laughs> what an entrance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds pretty cool to have such a good resource that actually covers everything about manga. It's not just, and there's other things we don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I also uh, kind of really got interested in it for like a friend of mine who, well, a friend of mine, one more like an acquaintance I met at a party who happened to draw furry art. And <gasps> yeah, he just like, he just saw me drawing on like a napkin at the pub and uh, came over to me and says like, hey, I really like your drawing, you know, I'm a bit of an artist myself. And I was like, oh, okay, what do you draw? And then proceeded to show me like a zillion like zebra naked pictures. 
And uh, yeah, they said like, yeah, and then I make like a lot of money off this. And I was like, okay, I'm weirded out, but also intrigued. I mean, ain't that just the way with furries? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the suspiciously wealthy furry community. Cake over here just like ducktails in it, like on her <laughs> riches of furry gold. Exactly. Gosh, I wish, I wish I was a rich furry. I am, I'm a poor furry. <laughs> Yeah, just making her fur suit out of scraps that she finds in like the, the, <laughs> the back of the carpet fur suit. <laughs> carpet yeah, fur yeah. suit, like um, the sound of music. It's just made out of the curtains. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, you you go to Joanne's every weekend and just like scavenge the dumpster for please, <laughs> please, you can ma'am. Get. May I have some scraps of fur? <laughs> All right. So without uh, further to do, let's let's crack into this. This beautiful uh, erotic comic here. I've um, I've been wanting to touch on this for so long, <laughs> and I just I couldn't find a more perfect opportunity. Okay. Uh, we we start off with our title page, or um, I guess our preface page. <laughs> it just says a perfectly normal comic where nothing weird happens by Lemon Font. Mm. There's also a couple of uh, Easter eggs in this um, page right now. If you notice towards the bottom, I put on <laughs> like some very light opacity uh, clowns. <laughs> you can see uh, ICP. Yeah, you can see ICP, Jared Leto's Joker. And then there's like a stock photo of like a woman in a clown suit. I never noticed. Yeah. That's gorgeous. The, Love it. The plan with this was I was uploading this to uh, eHentai where like everyone else I told about is like, hey, I'm making a wear clown comic, you know, it's gonna be kind of funny. But I thought to myself like, oh, what if I just like kind of pull one over on the eHentai readers and, you know, we'd have this like perfectly normal comic where nothing weird happens. And then maybe they'd get like glimpse of it through like the cover and then as I'd upload it, I'd like slowly update the cover with more clowns to see if like maybe they'd catch on further. But uh, I lost commitment to that idea. Well, I mean, anyone like just scourging e-hentai usually has their screen very <laughs> dim and they're like yeah, hiding yeah, yeah. in a corner of a library, you know, sitting in the dark, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You're slouching down. So like it, it just uh, naturally does that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I missed this because I... I did some digging on this today. I was really just trying to pick this apart. I was like, I've I've got to show my commitment. Oh. I, you know, Lemon Font's been here all the way of my hentai journey. I've I've got to got to show I'm dedicated. Ooh. And I I did some research today. Although I I might have gotten caught up in the wrong thing, but we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We we start off with like an establishing shot of uh, apartments. We've got this like very orange sunny set. Thank you. And then we we get to a page showing uh, Arthur and Nicole Williams, both two people in their 20s. Uh, Nicole is nervous as hell. And Arthur uh, is just sitting there. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it turns out they're watching Austin Powers. (laughs) (laughs) What was the what caused this to happen like what was the choice here um okay so well without stepping too far ahead of where we're going with the discussing Mm -hmm. the story but like i wanted something that's like such a tacky sense of humor in it 
because that would be like the, the setup for a joke coming up. And I thought like, well, there's nothing more tackier than like Austin Powers. You know, I, I love the films to some degree, but they are just like, you know, <laughs> kind of dumb. You love com- them because they're tacky. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's they're, part of it. It's like how Godzilla is campy. Yeah, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're totally on the on the nail there. It's basically just human horny Godzilla, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's part. It's part of the um, monster universe, you know. He's gonna be oh, in the gosh. new King Kong um, movie. We we continue to see like uh, Nicole is thinking about how everything about this—the drinks, the food, the movie—it's the the perfect storm to lead to dun 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 <laughs> sex. <laughs> and this is where we see a glimpse of some of the amazing art direction that's about to come. We, we see this little bit of rim lighting. And as I was reading this, I was like, Oh, this is very my element because you can tell like Arthur went out, he got the Hughes light bulbs. He probably like told his Google home to set up. Like most of them are purple, but then like the one is blue just to really set the mood. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> um, he he asks if she is okay. She's obviously a, like displaying some nerves, but she, she shrugs it off. Just oh yeah, I'm I'm really into Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as one does. Yeah. Intricate narrative of Austin Powers. Oh man, I got I got so much uh, people defending Austin Powers as soon as they read this comic. They're like, how dare you, Lemon Font? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the R Powers Reddit was going off. <laughs> R Powers Reddit. And I mean, like, it's okay to enjoy those movies, but they are not, like, art house cinema. Like, make no mistake. Yeah. It's fine if yeah. you like it. Granted, there was a phase when I was about, you know, 16 where I thought I, I should make Austin Powers my identity. And, you know, for a long time, I never knew the touch of a woman. So. <laughs> Baby milk lore. No, that's all a lie. I I can't let people think that's canon. It's canon now. It's it's out there now. Sorry. It's going on the Wikipedia page. (laughs) Oh, no. With the similar expression I have right now, we see uh, Nicole just like looking off into the the void of the situation. And it just says, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. She starts starts panicking. I mean, you're going to hear me a lot. Just go off on little details about art direction here because you did so many amazing things like the um, the sense of scale to show like the distance between Nicole and Artie just like starts looking huge because of the emotion going on here. And and also with the whoosh, I'm guessing she's like scooting over, but it's just um, it's very emphasized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think with comics, you definitely lose something in terms of conveying to the audience like a sense of motion and sound so you've definitely really got to like bolster that to like an exaggerated degree to help like sell emotions more i feel yeah yeah you you know with all of the things we've covered i i think there's a big distinction in i want to say like staying on on model and like tones with a, a lot of like um Japanese hentai, but a lot of Western stuff has a lot more expression and exaggeration of things that can like really set different moods and tones. And then because this is all color, you're kind of like using everything. So it's just constantly like subtle little things that just like you might not even realize you're picking up on it, but it just makes everything in the situation very uh, apparent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. To quote um, Red Letter Media, like you didn't think about it, but you brain did. 
you know? Exactly. <laughs> and currently her brain is only thinking about excuses. She's, she's just thinking like, no one would believe that I'm that into Austin Powers too, besides baby milk. And she's like, I need to think of a way to bail. And uh, we, we see all these bubbles of various <gasps> thoughts. The donkey comment. Oh my gosh. Love donkey. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've heard that he was actually a fan of Shapeshifter, but that's just a rumor. But uh, yeah, I just want to. Confirmed. It's going on the Wikipedia page. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to have to do some investigating. <laughs> I, I've got to know, were all of these random thoughts in her head off of the dome for you? Or did you like outsource some of this? Um, no, these are all like um, my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. These are things that I'm thinking of in the moment to try to get out of doing something. Um, no, but uh, yeah, these are all like my thoughts. Um, I thought about some interesting, like, you know, let's put some interesting references like she's thinking about the first 20 decimals of pi she's saying meow 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 like the simpsons <laughs> um yeah i like the i was never real i'm just imaginary that one's my favorite <laughs> that one really caught me because like i i really have a lot of this whole imaginary myth like like stuff to my online presence and i was like oh that her and I, we've got some similarities going on here. <laughs> Granted, my like nervousness when it comes to sex is a very different stem. I'm more scared it's going to happen. Whereas, uh, well, you know, we're about to find out why she might be nervous. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized the biggest, the, the first disconnect I've noticed between her and I is one of these thoughts says, do you smell churros? And like, if that was me, I would immediately be hunting those down. Like I would just let that that thought slip. No go. question. Yeah. <laughs> so we continue, and Artie is just being really kind and sweet. He's saying, "Gosh, I want churros now." <laughs> right. Um. So as sweet as a churro, Artie is just saying, "Hey, Nicole, I just want to say thanks for coming over tonight. I hope we're not going too fast for you." And she gets like glowing. And blushing. And just as this scene is beautiful, we see the outside moon up in the sky, beautiful purples and blue swinging around. And she's cuddling into his arms. We see more obscure Austin Powers. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, well, <laughs> we get to a scene in Austin Powers. And I think today I've read this. A good 20 times just trying to understand what's happening here because I haven't seen Austin Powers since like it came out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so, I recall this scene. <laughs> okay, Kate, can you can you take the wheel here then? Yeah, so it's when they're in Vegas, right? And he walks up, he just sees this dude and he's like, there you are. And the dude's like, hi, do I know you? He's like, no, but that's where you are. You're there. <laughs> um. It's yeah. a dad joke kind yeah. of thing. Very. Did you just like try to find the corniest joke in the the movie? Uh, yes, I did. And after like hours of watching every gold, um, every Austin Powers film, this was the corniest joke of all. You know. <laughs> I mean, gosh, that hard uh, erotic research you have to do to really <laughs> nail things. I'm dedicated to my craft. What can I say? I also like that, like, as I was watching the scene, I was like, did you really just look at the camera for the punchline? So I was like, this has to go in the comic now. <laughs> it's so, like, just jarring to see, like, just his face looking directly at us. And I, I'm guessing it looks like this Austin Powers scene was just, like, filtered over, but then you've gone in and hand-drawn his face? Yeah, yeah. So to, to give it a bit more, like, 
weirdness to it, you know? Like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's unsettling. He got the googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and Artie here is kind of making the comments we are of just like it, it was so corny, um, and how could anyone find that funny? Um, but apparently Nicole here is um dying of laughter. <laughs> And then starting on page six, we just see her losing it. And this is like one of the most expressive laughs I've seen in erotic work, <laughs> which like might be because I don't often see laughing in erotic work. That's true. Yeah. But it's a it's a good change of, of pace. I imagine those who just like kind of stumbled upon this without knowing the, the contents, they they must have like just been picking up on these things in some capacity because like there's already hints i think besides the the secret cover clowns there are some elemental things that you don't usually see in a hentai or or erotic comic unless you're reading tickle fetish stuff but you know (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like that has a different laugh though (laughs) (laughs) uh definitely i mean i think from the moment of the cover you're already like immediately like suspicious of what it's going to be and i think the page we're talking about that page six i don't know if like this is where people are starting to be suspicious because of the sudden like humongous laughter or maybe it'd like be the page after but well definitely the page after they know something's wrong (laughs) yeah this page i I think it's not just the fact that the laughter is so heavy but it's been set up through two pages and it's multiple panels we see her going through the laugh from the start Mm -hmm. to like the crescendo of it to like the after where she's like quoting austin powers so that that much real estate in the comic has to be worth something yeah yeah and also this is where the the transformation like officially begins because her eyes have just turned blue oh and also the um the little uh, licks of the back of her hair have come unfurled to be like sort of like untamed a bit you know Wow, I uh, just no. more I didn't notice. Here I thought my eyes were just so trained yeah. to, to pick up on these little things. It's like layers upon layers here. <laughs> <laughs> we we get to the next page and they're they're just discussing of like the, the appreciation of this humor. Artie's like, oh, it really got you, and, and she's very like enthralled by <laughs> it, explaining it, and then she goes, uh-huh, and she sneezes. So like all erotic work. The body fluids are starting to be exchanged, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, except <laughs> except it's not quite what you would expect from a sneeze. <laughs> we see a shower of confetti shoot out of her face <laughs> and her her nose is looking a little bit more red than just from a subtle blush, uh, a little rounded, uh, you a could say. Yeah, a little bulbous. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I love this quote. Maybe you're allergic to bad films. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. And then he's noticing, like, oh, is this confetti? And so she books it. Yeah, yeah. We see her in the the bathroom covering herself. Hardy is concerned. Do you need medical uh, attention? Like, he's like, I'll get you towels. And then I'm like, oh, wait, you're you're in the <laughs> towel room. Like, you're already there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this is... um. I think this is the point of no return. We we see her move her hand and she has a big red nose. Yeah, I think everyone reading this by now has already like figured it out and either like expressed excitement or disappointment. <laughs> everyone knows that she's Rudolph. So. <laughs> exactly. There's no mistake about it. Uh, and there there's um some some hissing going on. Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be like like a helium canister. 
sound effect for like balloons mm-hmm. inflating. So mm-hmm. that's where I was trying to go for with that. I, th- I think it's great staging. It, it's not only like giving the sense of like, oh, some clownery is going on, but it's also making like something she can't control that Artie is hearing. And so even mm-hmm. outside the door where he can't see, he's like hearing things develop and making it more concerned. It, it's it's really good like stage planning. And I'm curious, like, is something like that just came up on the whim or did it like take planning to kind of fit this together um, and how it escalated? Well, yeah, um, I guess I didn't disclose this, but like this comic was based off of a green post image. I don't know if uh, you're familiar Yes. Yeah, so someone typed out a, you know, a one-off like idea for a Were Clown comic and I took most of the inspiration from that and then tried to um fill in the blanks and sort of like, you know, spruce up a bit. That's such a cool like origin for this comic, <laughs> like green text post from 4chan. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm very much enthusiastic about trying to make a meme have validity. Yes. So, like, I also did a comic a while ago about the Tales versus Sethroth uh, roleplay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just a big fan of just, you know, let's let's treat this, like, joke as if it was serious, you know? <laughs> yes. So that begs the question, is there a, a secret Sethroth versus Mario, like, comic in the works uh, then after the Smash reveal? Uh, I don't reveal all my cards just yet, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when it comes to actually planning this, I think some of it I do, like, on the fly. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll see where this page takes me and then go from there. And then maybe as I'm getting into it, I'll be doodling little uh, thumbnails in a sketchbook somewhere off and then... You know, just to give myself a bit of a planning of the idea. It's it's so wild to like just hear you talk about this because I've I've been so familiar with your work for so long and oh. I'm just fascinated. But then I remember I have to keep talking because this is a podcast. <laughs> I can't just be in awe. Oh well, thank you. You're you're too kind. You're making me blush over here. <laughs> oh well, uh, be careful. It just sticks to the cheeks, and you yeah. know, don't want to get that clown nose going on. Exactly. <laughs> so Artie's con- continuously panicking and just like oh are you okay I, i'm coming in and and she says oh i have a, a condition i don't want you to see me like this and he's like commenting on the noise and, and we see her like covering her mouth and then just uh boop <laughs> has a, a huge clown glove yeah one thing i'm kind of in proud of right here is i I switched the font to uh comic sans you know because it's just oh beautiful it's just kind of goofy and also another subtle difference is like she is not swearing anymore she can't do any profanity because like <laughs> like i'm a bit ashamed to say this but while doing this comic i did a lot of research on clowns and they have like a like a codex or a rule system mm-hmm. where like you know like the 13 rules of being a clown and one of them is like you cannot swear you cannot drink and stuff like that so i thought i'd just make it more interesting and give it a bit more depth to that i've read those rules before and you would think at some point they should amend them to like no creepy murder but <laughs> yeah it still isn't in there. <laughs> there we go they got by in a loophole john wayne gacy all you want <laughs> We're we're also seeing her her skin is getting lighter tone. Her hair is fading into pink. Mm-hmm. She has lipstick now, and it's subtle through the panels. Like the the changes, it, it's easy to to miss some of these until it just really hits you. Because uh, we get one page just to to really set the tone of the difference. We hear a a honk, and then Artie smashes down the door, and we see his face in surprise. And another thing I notice here is to changing the tone of the comic. Everything's been this like 
purple blue light toned backgrounds. And as he breaks down the door and we see into the bathroom, it's this bright orange and yellow. And then here she is. Ta-da. <gasps> She's so cute. And there's also just like com- confetti on the page as well. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> just tons of confetti. And then Lemon, do you want to uh, walk us through her design? Uh, Well, yeah, I think um. It's hard to design a good-looking clown <laughs> because people with uh, colorophobia is still a thing. And when it came to designing a clown, you got to throw like a lot of like design conventions out the window because all the colors are supposed to be very loud and they're just very obnoxious. You know, you're supposed to have just just be offended by like the design choices here, the color choices. So uh, this is hard to do for myself. But then I also try to make it like very sexy. You know, like. A key part of the clown uh, costumes is the sort of like the big baggy pants. And I thought like, well, what if I get creative with it and show it that like it's drooping and showing her thong underneath, you know, I thought I'd get creative like that. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, really. I think like all of it is just kind of standard clown elements. I decided that the gloves and the shoes are always going to be on no matter what, because (laughs) I want people to be guessing if like, you know, is that where her feet and hands look like underneath it, you know? There was also like another gag I wanted to do for the comic that didn't make it into it, where it's like she has this uh, one scene coming up where she's fumbling to undo the zipper because of her big humongous clown uh, gloves. But then another later page, she would just like casually pick up something off the floor by taking her hand out of the gloves. But then, you know, and then it'd be a normal hand underneath. The whole cartoon, I can break out of jail only when it's funny. Exactly. Just like Roger Rabbit, only when it's funny. But um, I ended up scrapping the idea because it's just funnier to just keep on guessing if she does have large hands and feet underneath there. Yeah. It gives that unsettledy like Sonic or Kirby. <laughs> like you don't want to know, but you yeah. can't help but think about it. Yeah. Well, that's like when you see Mickey Mouse without shoes on, it's just absolutely cursed. It is. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> we get to the next page and it shows her just sitting like sad clown on the bed. And this this is where something in the background caught my eye. <laughs> And maybe a little bit too much because in in the bedroom we see like a sock on the floor, a, a guitar, uh, some some shelving that has like a little tomato plush. Mm-hmm. Which before we go further, is that plush representing something? Oh yeah. Um, so in my Discord server, uh, everyone knows me as the Lemon Font, and my wife is known as the Jarley Box Tomato. So that's just oh. a little Easter egg of her in the comic. And I point it out to her every time she reads it. Well, we we also see this baseball bat leaning against this this shelf. And then as we go up, we see a clownfish. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, but as much as I love your art, I, I've got to tear into you here. I did some research during the approximate six years that a clownfish can live, they often only get up to four inches. Now, assuming this baseball bat is your standard baseball bat, the smallest it can be is 24 inches. So I busted a roller out and <laughs> I, I used that to oh measure this baseball bat. <laughs> and I, I measured this fish and this fish uh, from head to base of the tail is four inches so you've got an extra quarter of an inch approximately here so you know maybe do your research yeah, immersion, immersion ruined this fish is just built different okay <laughs> immersion ruined this is a terrible comic yeah yeah i just no erection can be had anymore <laughs> just completely flaccid 
I mean, this is supposed to be a 20 gallon tank, assuming it's only four inches. And that looks a little small, but at least you got some coral in there. there so thank you. <laughs> this isn't um, this isn't the most egregious goof in the comic. And we'll see if we can uh, spot that when we get to it. So, OK, I um I don't know what it was about me, but I was like, I'm going I'm going to do research. <laughs> I'll post I'll post screenshots of like my my rulers and like measuring <laughs> things out. I just like to imagine that on your notes is just clownfish underlined three times with question marks. <laughs> uh, you won't have to imagine because it. I'll show you. <laughs> I have like a little like board on my wall with like the red string. Pepe um, <laughs> <Mepe> Sylvia meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> she's. She looks up with um, just that kind of awkwardness. Like, I I hate everything going on here, but I have hope is, <laughs> is the best way I can read this emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, so as you can see, I on certain occasions turn into a clown and clown is in <laughs> uh, colorful lettering. <laughs> and Artie here um has the expression I can only imagine would be on most of our faces. Pretty much. Uh, Just this shocked look. And then we kind of see them as side profile and we just see how big she has gotten now. I would say she might be taller than him. It looks like. Yeah, definitely. That's um, a thing I didn't realize I was doing until um, I draw it and I decided to just roll with it. But uh, yeah, she definitely grew a couple of inches. It works really well because she has the, the huge hands and feet um, her breasts have grown gigantic. Everything about her is big, powerful, and like just taking up the presence, mm. which is a funny contrast compared to how shy and meek she's being about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she does say, I really can't think of a worse sentence to say out loud. <laughs> um, I had to workshop this exact uh, panel for like a good couple of hours because. I really had to nail the sentence of like, what would someone say right now to like demonstrate like total despair and a need to escape the scenario you're in? I don't know how much you've thought about the the history of this character, but to me, it reads as though like this might be her first time ever explaining it out loud to someone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I put a little thought into the history of the characters, but like I'm very much a um, man of the present when it comes to writing characters, you know, like just where are they are right now, you know? I've dabbled in like both for like characters I worked and yeah, sometimes it's fun to have that freedom, like no, not tie yourself down beforehand and just like see what comes up with expressions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it's so sad. She's like, so yeah, if you want to break up with me, no guilt, man. <laughs> And it's just like it breaks my heart because I'm sure there's some people out there that would just, you know, break up with just a wonderful person because of some like just clown clownery. Yeah, yeah. The the heart of this comic is definitely like it's about like a funny thing. But like I want it to be relatable in the fact that like, you know, most often when we are about to like, you know, lose our virginity or like have sex with someone we love for the first time. It's not a graceful experience. It's very clumsy in reality. And I want to sort of like sort of use this comic as a sort of like exaggerated metaphor of it, you know, like that we kind of feel like a clown in the moment, you know? Yeah, it's a great metaphor. And I I feel like, like you said, it's not graceful. So the best the situation could be is if you two laugh about it, like kind of just acknowledge the awkwardness, which is what a clown is all about. Exactly. (laughs) 
And he goes on to say, like, it's not what he was expecting. <laughs> yeah. But it, it won't scare him away. He says that he loves her and he puts his hand on her hand. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I mean, you, you illustrated two panels of this. One to show, he, like, him putting his hand on hers and saying it's kind of cute. And then another one just to show the, the squeak, <laughs> like the weight of his hand. If you don't put sound effects in this episode, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Please do. Uh, so this is where my my goof came from. I only realized this when someone pointed it out to me, but like Artie wasn't supposed to switch his hands here. That was supposed to be the same hand. <laughs> so luckily, most people, only one person ever caught on to this. And, you know, now everyone knows about it. So, oh, well. I mean, you could think of it as, uh, oh, she doesn't switch hands. I was going to say you could think of like he's putting both hands onto both her hands. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then one of my like, I I just love the way you illustrate shock. The the colors you use, the the like line weight, the just pupils, your your eyes throughout all of your work are just so expressive whether it's like on a a somewhat just realistic but stylized way or just breaking any type of realism with like cracks in the pupil and stuff it's just Mm. your eyes are my favorite thank you flutter flutter (laughs) (laughs) i i have like tons of sticky notes on my desk that just say like don't over gush (laughs) (laughs) no please feed my ego (laughs) oh yes just beautiful work we we see um She's just shocked. It's it just all like a purplish pink tone. The the panel that she's in is starting to like get unhinged as she just is overwhelmed by light hand touching. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another good point you bring up as well. Again, just to toot my own horn a bit. Throughout the comic, uh, the panel does actually indicate like the level of like stress because you'll notice that like up until page one and four, they're all using very straight rectangular features. And then maybe towards page five, they start to wobble a bit. They start to go out of sync. And then by page six, they're all jagged and just all over the place to sort of like have this fun house kind of feel to it. Yeah, the, so, it's um, it's definitely fun house mirrors. Yeah, yeah. So that also adds into the whole clown metaphor, you know. And it looks like here we get a kind of a passing of time off camera. We see the moon established up in the sky and Artie is saying like, oh, so every time you laugh, you you run the risk of turning into a clown for around three hours at a time. She confirms, depending on the chuckle I got. <laughs> <laughs> when she, what a wild concept. <laughs> Just like wear clowns from laughing. Yeah, um, this was like a sort of like an exposition page because a lot of people had like these uh, assumptions about the comic while it's being updated. They thought like, oh, well, what if it's contagious? What if Artie gets it, you know, and what causes her to laugh? And like, is it the moon or something? So this was just like a bit of like, OK, let's just, you know, reconvene, check notes, you know, what's happening here. Yeah, it gives you just enough to answer some of the questions that might be running in your head a little too heavy without over explaining or like ruining some of the imagination you can have about what's going on here. Exactly. Because like exposition is like a sort of necessary uh, thing in in like storytelling, but you got to be careful about how you disperse it in your story. You know, so I always try to make sure it's it's very well integrated into the background. You know, you could like pick up on some certain cues about 
the characters just by the way they're acting or like just by throwaway lines in a conversation. And I think as far as pacing of the story goes, it's a really nice touch for the sake of it's showing them getting comfortable again because you know she was stressed out and then she became comfortable and then everything started and it was jarred and and now she's i don't want to say comfortable but she's not at least like sweating constantly even with the way she answers him yeah um she looks a little bit more relaxed or sitting on the bed together mm-hmm. and yeah i i guess at um the risk of more transformation, he decides to make another joke. Uh, he says, well, it's a shame. Guess we can't get it on while you're uh, uh, all clowned up. And she's just like, we could have sex. <laughs> I like this um, line because it sounds very forward, but she's just trying to be like, you know, I want to correct you on your assumptions here, you know, but then doesn't re- only realizes a second later how forward it does sound. Yeah, the the following panel, she has just white eyes, <laughs> just sweat dripping down. Uh, I mean, in a, a practical sense, like nothing would be stopping us. It's not like this is contagious or anything. Um, and I I love her boy here. He's just like, oh, do do you want to start or shall I? Like, how do you want to do this? Totally down. Exactly. Love it. And just like the wonder questioning in her eyes of like start now and then the immediate like onset of panic again. <laughs> it's like yeah this is happening all right okay cool <laughs> and then just more uh, typography here you have like it yeah and then bigger layers like yeah no i mean yeah we can colorfully totally do it right now and and i've got to ask because you've touched on it with the comic sans and we've seen the lettering and, and your name, Lemon Font. Mm-hmm. So is there like, are you super into typography and fonts? Like, what's what's the story here? Oh, gosh, here? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, the, the name Lemon Font really just comes back from my old MSN Messenger days. Shout out to all the 90s kids out there. Um, I just colored my text yellow and then i wanted a cool name for that so lemon font and that's where it all comes from um i have no big interest in typography i mean i use it like more now to sort of like illustrate differences between characters and such but uh yeah that's just my (laughs) my history there okay yeah i was just always curious about that because like I used to study graphic design. I've been a TA for a like graphic design teacher. So while I, I've never really pursued as career um, or any font like making, I've always been really into it. I, I've loved the art style of, or not style, the just the medium. I, I love fonts and typography. So I, I was always curious about that. Okay. But yeah, and then here's the gag you mentioned. She is trying to like undo his pants with her giant (laughs) just gloved hands um we see a beautiful like smear effect just to show the panic (laughs) and then just this fucking panel kills me where she just like blows (laughs) up his crotch yeah um i'm a big fan of these as well because like i think when drawing comics i don't get much of a chance to um do this type of format where it's like tons of mini panels to show like you know just uh, interesting passage of time so i was really uh, happy with this yeah i mean regardless of erotic or or non-erotic I've, I've never seen this panel structure in a comic where just in the middle of a page you have a lot of essentially the same action but as you said just showing the time and attempts of things mm-hmm. it definitely adds to the comedy <laughs> so there there's a, mo- a point where just 
they have to give up and Artie takes off his pants. (laughs) And then um, she's like, all right, well, let's just um, get you nice and worked up uh, so we can get started. And she just puts her giant hand around his penis. Her clown paw. Clown paw. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, like, the, it just is engulfed. And, like, you just see, you know, the wink of his head just emerging from her hand. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's pretty much packing something for him to be, like, showing that much about the glove, so, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's an impressive size there. Mm. She's like, oh, dang, he's really getting into the glove love. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just like I I read this just before recording also. So, you know, as a a refresher and just like this, there's no way you can't like laugh going through this. Like, I, I can't imagine anyone like going through this the first time, just, um, you know, doing what you typically do with this sort of material without breaking down. Like, I feel like you have to kind of go through it a few times if you want to finish. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, that's something I'm really proud of with this comic is that I get to introduce like new genres into erotic storytelling, you know, like uh, this, the comedy here. And there's also like, like a, just a tiny hint of like uh, horror and suspense, you know, because it's got those moments of like, oh, you let your guard down, nothing bad's going to happen now. And then whoops, you know, there's a handkerchief sticking out of his uh, urethra. You know? <laughs> yeah, just, it, and it's so perfect. The, the way everything's starting to look like, okay, it's fine now. <laughs> I've got my giant clown hands, giving him uh, like a handy. And then... Yeah, you see her with wonder look up to his face as he's like saying like, oh, something's going on. Then, yep, there's that handkerchief just (laughs) hello right out of the urethra. And just her her panicked face like this is such a good tiny panel of just (laughs) the concern here. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of like uh, the way that the panel right before the last one with the penis with the handkerchief. Uh, she's it looks like she's look she's looking down in the space of the comic, but then she's also looking down at the next panel. You know, just to give like that immersive feeling. I really uh, strive for. Yeah, it can be pretty hard to make panels flow together, um, especially if they're like using different camera angles. But this just. <laughs> It's very natural, very intuitive, just going straight down. Um, just amazing work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm a real stickler for conveyance in my comedy, in my um, comics. Uh, I'm always thinking about how, how does the reader read this, and I don't want to, like, bog you down with, like, a lot of text on the page, or I want to make sure that your eyesight is always leading to the next panel and to never make sure that you miss something, you know? Yeah, and I mean, as comics go as a whole that's super important but i want to or i would argue in erotic comics it might be a little bit more important for for two reasons one you might have a little less blood in your head to be able to parse these things out exactly you know <laughs> but two you know if you're into erotic 
illustrations, there's hardly any chance you're not into hentai. And with hentai, you have to do the whole, you know, right to left. So if you're you're reading a lot of hentai and then going back and forth to, Mm. you know, more Western comics, any any bit of like directional help. Exactly. uh, Is always nice. I recently read a hentai that like I just couldn't even tell because, you know, some of those earlier hentais have been like localized where they are flipped and i it was an old thing so it wasn't until like page 15 that i figured out what direction events were going i'm I'm glad i'm not the only one with that problem because like some comics are just like you're just wondering is this broken english or am i just reading it backwards you know (laughs) yeah yeah it it can be tricky so it's one of those things where like if you don't notice it it's good you like like you don't want to be like thinking about that it should just be automatic um to your brain Mm -hmm. and then yeah we get just this uh frog's eye view of her panically just tugging handkerchiefs out of his dick (laughs) i was really concerned about drawing this because i knew like it's just funny like out of context just hilarious and i didn't want people to be thinking too hard about handkerchief sounding so there's immediately there's no like uh, pain on Artie's face here just to sort of like put you more at ease, you know, because if anyone has listened or read Guts by St. Gutfried from Chuck Paul Nick's Haunted and looks at this, uh, it's very easy to become immediately mortified. Exactly. You know, you got to straddle the line, you know, <laughs> and, you know, this whole comic is doing that because a lot of people have that like fear with clowns Mm. and so this is just that fear boner with clowns yeah yeah definitely um i was a bit concerned about like full disclosure i don't have much strong feelings about clowns like i didn't want to do this because i was like oh finally i get to appease my clown fetish i was just more interested in the novelty of the idea yeah but i was very much aware of like people's fear of um clowns and i tried to be very respectful for that and like if you're still afraid of clowns i can't really you know sway you on that i don't want to be too um pushy but um yeah i didn't try to make sure that uh it's all kind of like very lighthearted, and there's no like my golden rule with this comic is to never portray uh nickels as like terrifying you know it's always got to be sweet with her otherwise we lose the engagement there i feel and that makes sense i am interested though because some of your other work does not have that role. oh no no, no, I, no i've no, seen no, of course not <laughs> I, i've seen how you've incorporated fear and body horror in different great wonderful ways mm-hmm. as a reader while this was being published i thought for sure i was like is it going to go that direction? Is this going to be horror clown? And, (laughs) you know, it's interesting. I think that for people who weren't familiar with you cracked into this and they're just like, what the fuck? And then like for people who like me are familiar, I I would imagine it wasn't the only one of like, this isn't getting scary or that, you know, this is like still unpredictable. Exactly. It's uh, the whole subtext adds into the reading experience of it, you know? Yeah, um, we we see her just continuously pooling um, and just feeling so bad about herself. Um, <laughs> and then we get this panel, just 7.65 feet of pre-ejaculated drenched handkerchiefs later. <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of this comic. <laughs> uh, nothing like a clown just holding cum-soaked handkerchiefs with tears in her eyes. <laughs> This whole comic is just like take any panel out of it for out of context and it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. I mean, it, it's very tempting not to print out all the pages and like 
with sticky paper and like hide little panels around the city. <laughs> Some viral marketing. There we go. That's how I get uh, my millions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have already just reassuring Nicole like, oh, I, I swear I'm fine. <laughs> didn't damage me. I, I hardly felt a thing. Um, and he continues to like embrace her uh, saying that the night is young. <laughs> nothing's been ruined. Um and he's like, how about I start and, and service you? And <laughs> I, I just I love this. It, it shows like the the fun. She's like, I don't know. She, you, they're still on a date. Like it shows the the bond between them. She's like, oh, you're you're such a perv. Good golly. And like kind of, um, I guess, booms him <laughs> to say the least as uh, the automatopoeia here says. Um, mm. And we see her starting to undress and she's like, let me get a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> and he's like, oh, the the clothes can come off. Does that mean those? And she's like, oh, yeah. And we before we flip the page, we see a thumb going under the suspender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then just page 19. The, as far as we're in, we we finally get the reveal. She she starts undressing with like this beautiful page of three panels where she pulls her top off and her breasts are like being pulled up. And then we see her full display saying, they're real. There we go. And then everyone fell in love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I love how we can like see this wallpaper-esque design in the background. There's sparkles everywhere. Oh yeah, just full on glamour shot here. And again, real is in colorful letters. (laughs) Yeah. We continue undressing to the point of just only gloves and shoes. She pulls off her panties and of course uh, she has a little cotton candy bush (laughs) it's so cute right i'm jealous that i don't have this like no couldn't we all just have confectionery for body hair (laughs) it'd be amazing (laughs) that would be lovely so he goes down to business ready ready to eat up and her face just melts she she was saying like whoa not there i'm not ret and is cut off with pure bliss i love the drip of drool from Artie's tongue too just about as he's about to go down on her mm. that's really good oh thank you thank you i'm um, just you just gotta like again like with you when you get to the sort of close-ups of the characters especially when you're working with like a simplistic style you really have to like sort of exaggerate some like minuscule features so we we see him just kind of munching down <laughs> i love this onomatopoeia just <laughs> I put a lot of thought into this, you know. I try. I do a lot of yeah. field research. <laughs> <laughs> you you did like what foley artists do? Like you kind of got like an orange <laughs> and like ate it with like some like trans uh, translating software to see what it would pick up exactly as, as it transcribes noises. Oh, you, I don't know how you figured out all my trade secrets. These are supposed to be uh, highly confidential. <laughs> I was taught by some some Disney teachers. I know the secrets. So <laughs> the keep in the vaults. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just I I love the tone she has. I I never noticed how you point out like she she stopped cursing and things like that. But you you can tell her like diction has changed. She's like, oh, good golly. That's the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to do like um, every time she was going to swear, it replaced with like the colorful lettering. But uh, I just lost interest in that. Yeah, I mean that that's a fun gag, but I think the the subtlety here is a little better. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things that like anything that you can come back to and reread and keep finding more whether it's like diction 
or an oversized clownfish just has like such a joy to revisit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and this comic does need a, a tiny bit of subtlety, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, a lot is already in your face. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of in face, like, you know, Artie's just going down to clown town, just licking up a storm. And, and we have some like just beautiful like labia shots here. And he says, mm, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> she broke. <laughs> And yeah, we, we see a much different sort of um, expression here, like not just quite panic yet. I feel like it's on the the verge <laughs> that like realization the the colors have faded away and we get to a full page and just says, what did you say? Everything's, oh, no one's coming. <laughs> everything's grayed out with this purple tone. We have textures being introduced to everything. We can tell things are going to get wild. <laughs> I think that's what I also what attracted me to the concept of this comic is like when you introduce like some sort of like fictional or like uh, fantastical element to a comic, you kind of have to like also introduce the rules to that. Like, you know, like, oh, this is my werewolf person I put in the comic. They, you know, allergic to this. They have this and blah, blah, blah. And I think the interesting thing about introducing a clown to the comic is people already have their preconceptions about things that were going to happen you know like i thought i hear a lot of people already guessed that like there was going to be like a balloon animal at some point there was going to be a pie to the face so like you kind of uh, play on these expectations and like you know you're hoping that the reader is like okay i already know what's going to happen as soon as like when Artie said give it to me Mm -hmm. you know i feel like when you break a lot of these conventions it can be really jarring like we reviewed an amazing comic recently, but the the werewolf's like trigger was blood instead of anything you like would typically associate with. So like anytime something like that happens, like sure, a new establishment of like different rules to a pre-established canon can be cool, but it just it has that jarring effect, which I, I feel like in the middle of storytelling isn't the best place to just like throw something into or throw a wrench into things you know yeah yeah i think it's kind of like the same problem like a lot of zombie media has you know you got this history of zombies being like these slow shambling creatures and then like this new film comes along and it says like oh no 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 they can run and then oh no 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 they can talk oh no 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 they can legally vote you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah i try to like very much embrace all the uh, codes and conventions of uh, clowns right here just to sort of like just reward the engagement the audience is having here, you know? I, I feel like there, there's a lot already hitting you as you go through these pages. You, you don't need new lore or anything. Yeah, yeah, you already know what a clown does, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I, I imagined as I saw these pages unfold that, like, this has never happened to her as far as, like... <laughs> what's about to happen but she knows it because she she knows what clowns are like she she put two and two together already exactly you know um because yeah as as he's like convincing her like oh i can handle it i've like given oral before and blah 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 (laughs) and he's just like interrupted as this pie just like (laughs) splats right into him Uh, you heard it here folks he asked for it exactly yeah and you know on infomercial we're all about cream pies so exactly (laughs) Uh, we see her tears in her eyes, like just cleaning him up <laughs> the little washcloth. And then we we get uh, another like a side establishing shot. And I think it's really interesting because it's a mirror of um, the scene we saw 
earlier in this this comic where she's standing up, he's sitting on the bed. So they they flipped positions, but they're they're both naked now. We're we're kind of like seeing the contrast of like before and after of the events. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the the positions were mirrored until you said that. So there we go. We're all learning something today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she um she's still worried and he's reassuring her um but they they decide to to continue and uh i guess there's a condom in her pants despite them transforming into to silly pants <laughs> oh goodness so she goes over to to try to fetch it of course we've got like the deep pockets full of everything and the first thing she pulls out um she says oh this isn't the kind of rubber i was thinking of <laughs> it's just a, a rubber chicken with um I'm guessing just gigantic testicles or is that a, a vulva? It's, well, it's, I see a little extra line okay, here. So I, I probably didn't draw this too well, but like I'm a huge secret of monkey Island fan. I don't know if you've ever played those point and click games. No, but there's a one item in the game where it's like a, a rubber chicken with a pulley on the end of it. And the whole joke of the item is like, when is this ever going to be useful? And then it turns out to be useful towards like the end of the game. And oh my goodness. So I thought I'd put that in there. And then everyone just like saw it and was like, oh, it's a cock and balls. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, that works as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because it, it's very stylized. So it, there's some room for the imagination. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very great. And then we also, of course, get just this <laughs> huge anchor when she lifts, of course, with no... No effort, and then just slams it down onto the ground. <laughs> I wonder, like, if it's still in the bedroom. Like, they can't move it until she becomes a clown again. That's something interesting to think about. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, e- even if she was a clown, I imagine it's that role of only when it's funny, yeah, exactly. so she can't move yeah. it. <laughs> it. It's not until, like, later on when they're, like, just hanging out, and she, like, goes to lean on it, and then it falls down yeah. and, like, sets off a dominoes effect. <laughs> exactly. But she she finally finds her condoms and she's like, do you want me to put it on? And, you know, this is a full grown man. He's like, yeah, nothing to it. Just go ahead. <laughs> As he's saying this, we we cut down to her. and It is already a little condom dog. Oh, uh, that's, that's uh, I just uh, I nailed this execution, I feel. Yeah. This, it's just perfect. Amazing. It's just riddled in little bumps. Yeah. So it's just muscle memory to her. That's the best part about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I sometimes find myself making origami cranes without thinking of it. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um, so, yeah, this is just a, a, a casual condom dog. Nothing to it. And yeah, she says you're going to have to put the next one on. And it looks like so. So this is something I have a question about. Her condoms were in a three pack. Um, but we, now we see his condom that's currently on is a different kind uh, maybe he just pulled out some from his like maybe okay uh, to explain you know maybe <laughs> he thought like you know maybe all the condoms are cursed you know so maybe he went to oh, his drawer good... and pu- pulled out some himself so there you go a wizard did it <laughs> okay yeah, yeah that explains everything <laughs> yeah anytime something goes unexpected there's just an off screen wizard there you go <laughs> We, we get this this shot, you know, kind of from the base of his penis, like looking at her. She um, has this swiggling mouth look here. And then she, uh, sh- she's shaking a bit. 
And, uh, you know, usually you would assume like nerves of just that that first time you have sex. But she's scared. Mm. <laughs> she's like, uh, what's going to happen next? I, I don't even know. And it's my body. <laughs> Am I going to squirt seltzer water? Will I shoot silly string out of my nose? And it's like all these funny things. But she's also like crying. And it's a very expressive like illustration of her crying. So it's kind of hard to laugh at this also. Mm. I mean, it's a very real concern, you know, if you were to have, like, clownism, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I mean, even, like you said, with the the way this coming sets up the metaphor, like, even though I've never personally turned into a clown, like, I can still understand that, like, stress of not knowing. Mm, yeah, yeah. But our hero here just, he gives her a little kiss and he goes, whatever happens, happens. And I'll be here with you. Um, and we just, like... We see all these beautiful sparkles litter the page in these like very romantic esque shots. Mm-hmm. And, and as you notice from like some of my stories, I'm a big fan of the interrupting kiss um, stereotype. It's just it's a good trope. I like using it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it can be a hard thing to execute in comics too, but you absolutely nail it. Especially the fact that this interrupting kiss is between the page break, so. Mm. You you don't see like her going and then like the text cut off and then it's there. It, it's literally as you turn the page, it interrupts the flow of action. It's just oh, so good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like I, like I put a lot of thought into, again, how the comic reads to the viewer and how like each page, what information you get from each page. Like uh, just before that um, kiss, there is like a sound effect of whoosh and like you don't know where it's coming from and my idea was that it was coming from him like suddenly swooping up to her you know which is why i use the same color of whoosh as like the earlier pages to denote that it's a person moving and, and not some ridiculous clown movement exactly exactly you know <laughs> it's not an anchor falling down yeah yeah there's no colorfulness to it so you don't associate it with the clownness so and we we see her all blushy looking up to him and she goes, I do have one request before we continue. When I'm a clown, would it be OK if you instead call me Nichols? Mm-hmm. And then we get this other introduction to her name. Nichols, 23, cautiously wacky. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have a like full page scene of him like over top of her getting ready to enter and it's sort of x-ray the transparency is really good mm. there's like three different pages versions of this page that i wanted to go with one where already was like completely invisible another one where he's like fully solid but i feel like that blocked out too much information so this is the best i came up with it's really good thank you thank you it's very tasteful it it just has such a beautiful quality to it but we we also see just two panels at the bottom here of this page overlapping where he you know slips on in and we just hear a (laughs) 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 and like at this point it's not even typed out it is just like what i could only assume was the fastest you could possibly (laughs) like outline the letters for the word honk yeah yeah just to give like that big erratic and obstructive nature to it you know we see like a little bit of glow coming from each letter as well as just like some color has escaped the lines (laughs) it's it's setting up as we we continue where every time he thrusts in there is continuously a honk (laughs) Uh, i do just want to point out to anyone who wants to know exactly what the honk sounds like it sounds exactly like the the car honk in the 
uh, WAP song by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Love it. So that's exactly what I was thinking about when I was um, writing this. Yeah, she's very embarrassed. Um, and then once again, as she goes to continuously apologize, Artie just gives her a little kiss, immediately just followed by fast, heavy thrusting. <laughs> The honking intensifies. <laughs> we we end the page on like this lovely panel of like just her really enjoying things as her her boobs like just have this this swabble effect physics. There's like motion lines all over the page. Mm-hmm. We continue with him like starting to like grope her and her hands are above her head. And she's like really getting into it. <laughs> she goes, Artie, I, I can't hold back anymore. I'm going and her face here just begins to to swell with um emotion <laughs> um you you can see the the shine in her eyes everything is about to happen and as we get to the next page we see the clouds themselves above the apartment have been disturbed with a giant oh <laughs> uh i i love as like you look towards the bottom of this page, you just see this like cat, just like what the fuck is going on? A little Easter egg that used—that's my um, late cat uh, Sebastian who passed away. Um, right about the same time I was doing this comic, so I thought like, hey, you know, I'm gonna immortalize you, little dude. Yeah, and what what a better way to immortalize? <laughs> and you know, with the the very crescendo here. Yeah. So there you go. Shout out to my uh, Sebastian there. And then, yeah, the, the comic wraps up with the, the two of them laying there drenched in sweat and possibly seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked the silly out of her. Yeah, oh, silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's the end of it. Yeah. Just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous colors, cute concept. Um, the lore of it being a green text post just <laughs> is the cherry on top. I cannot get over that. So good. Thank you. Yeah, it it's amazing. So, so I've got asked, like, uh, what was some like the reception? Like, how do you feel now that this comic is done? It's been out there for a while. Um, it's definitely one of my most uh, popular comics, actually. This comic is uh, very important to me, like in a sentimental sense, because. I mean, if we'll get right into it, like uh, with Shapeshifter, I definitely feel like <sighs> given like how much it means to me and like how big and important it is to a lot of people, I get the feeling that sometimes I won't be able to follow it up, you know? And when I did Nichols in Change and noticed that like, you know, I wasn't just like a one trick pony, you know, I felt like I could, I did have some like genuine talent to me and I could engage people again with another comic i should mention that this is like <laughs> i don't do much comics written by myself a lot of times they're very much they're all commissioned from people so like you're going to see a lot of like uh, creative input from them as well but this was like my second all original comic from shapeshifter so to see that it was like really widely receptive um received as really well it really warmed my heart and really like got me through a bit of like uh, a rough time last year so yeah uh, I'm very happy with the reception. Your collection of work really does have diversity to it. Um, you know, Shapeshifter is this very like long ongoing story of like different like feelings and mystery. And like every time a new page comes out, I'm like, oh, what like what's new? Like what's happening now? And like I've I've read all the like side ones. And then you've got your your Sadie comics, which have just kind of this like 
like one-off ish feel to all of them. Like the, I feel like there's, there's a, a good chunk. There's, there's four of them now, I think about that. Yeah. And they're all, and some of them are commissioned by different people. So like, yeah, it does get a bit uh, confusing, but yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like while Shapeshifter, I'm like constantly trying to figure out like the story and the things going on. Sadie's just like this fun little asshole that like <laughs> even if canon is broken, you're just like, yeah, it's cool. It's it's great. And then Nichols and Change was this amazing thing. I loved watching how people were reacting as uh, the pages were coming out. Uh, it was it was so great to see all the reactions on like the confetti nose um, page because it was just like that was the penny dropping for a lot of people. And It it was exactly the type of reaction I was hoping to get from people. So really quick, you know, Nymphomercial is is two years old now. There was an old tradition we used to have on the show, and I'd I'd like to bring it back. And I I figured who better to help us bring it back than Lemon Font. Um, This was an old tradition where I would ask, you know, everyone on the show to guess if what I'm about to say is a name of a font or the name of a hentai. Would, would you two be interested in playing a quick yeah. round? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go on. <laughs> okay. So um, we'll, we'll start off with uh, an easy one. Almond cream. Uh, I want to say font. I'll say font too. You're right. It, it is a font. Let's go ahead and go with neighbor warning. <sighs> hentai. Now that, that obviously gives me hentai bells so mm, yeah i'm gonna say hentai yeah it is a hentai wow you two are good at this how about summer sale hentai hentai on the dot again (laughs) (laughs) silent landfill Mm, i mean if it's a hentai it sounds kind of nefarious (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'll go with font i'm gonna say hentai oh it, it is a font Mystic Snow? Uh, hentai. Hentai. Oh, nope. It's a uh, font. Finally got you with that one. Just uh, two more here. We've got Helping Hand. Hentai. Font. It's a hentai. Uh, and then last one, Pistol Sex. <laughs> I'm going to say font, and I bet it looks like punk, like punk style font, because we're just going to reverse Sex Pistol and make a font out of it. I'm just going to go with font because I feel like it's trying to subvert my expectation. Yeah, it it is a font. I believe it is a play off the the Sex, sex Pistols. pistols. Um, in fact, looking at this page here, I, I do see a Sex Pistol font, and it's got a lot of the motifs of it, but it's just a little bit more organized than the the font Sex Pistols actually uses. So it's like a little more legible. <laughs> but yeah, also all all the the hentai's I lifted off were just some random ones for from Faku. I just love how like you. You never really know for sure nowadays with the names between fonts and, and hentai. <laughs> yeah. So, Lemon, where where can everyone find your content? Uh, yeah, sure. You can find all my stuff on www.lemonfontcomics.com. Uh, that's where I pretty much keep all my comics. It's like an archive. Uh, I slowly update it. And it's also got any contact information for me and my commission prices there. Everyone, head on over. If you're too lazy to type some words into your browser... Look at that. Right in the show notes. You can click a link and head straight there. wizard did it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Our our, uh, magic post-show wizard. (laughs) And, um, you know, with that, uh, good luck on your erotic endeavors. Bye. Bye.
Oh, thank you so much for coming on. This has been like just an actual dream come true. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no worries. Um, thank you very much. I didn't want people to be thinking too hard about handkerchief sounding.